When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio. So some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available. But if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit LoveSportRadio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs is back in the building, missing in action no more. Our captain, our co-chief, is here to take... He heard last week he wasn't happy. He's back to save us all. Also joined by the wonderful Jamie Brand from Daily Hotspur. Just two in the studio tonight, but don't worry. There is so much for us to discuss, even though there was a winter break. We've even had news where Spurs are concerned in the last couple of hours. But as always... You can get in touch tonight and have your say. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. You can WhatsApp on the same number. Well, of course, we're going to be looking at how Spurs spent that winter break. Danny Rose's comments. We just can't have one yeah. show <laughs> where we do not talk about this guy saying he wasn't given a fair chance under Jose. We're going to be talking about Jose, what he's done in the winter break, keeping an eye on Spurs' next opponents and maybe having a look at a few new players that could be on the horizon in the summer and looking towards the game on the weekend against Aston Villa. But we have to start with a little bit of breaking news. Spurs have recently announced that their season ticket prices are on the increase. They're going Mm. up. They've been hiked up. Ricky, how are fans feeling about this? Honestly, I don't know. It's only broken the last hour or so. I've just just recently seen the news myself. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. (laughs) I think in terms of the season tickets, I would say it's not been unexpected. I think... It's a case where this stadium and what it what it generates, you would mm. expect tickets to go on the rise. I mean, mm. ideally, listen, of course, we'd like to see them frozen, especially when you consider, I think, in terms of the progress made over the course of the last nine to 12 months, hasn't been great in terms of domestically yeah. wise. Obviously, got to that Champions League final, have had a change of manager. 
have had a you know a, a change in terms of the recruitment policy. We are bringing in now younger players. I think you can definitely see the next wave of what's coming in. But it is frustrating, I suppose, for supporters that there hasn't been a frozen in those prices. But I don't think, Jay, are you, yeah. are you surprised? Um, not particularly. I think it's just how do they justify it? Because we've had such That's a right. difficult season. I think it's been our worst season in a couple of years with a lot of lows. So it is frustrating that they have increased it, even if it only is by a small amount. But I just hope that the the reason they will justify it is in the summer they continue to continue the rebuild of this team and uh, go strong again in the summer transfer window. Well, that's it because obviously they will say that Jose wants a war chest. This helps to do that. We know he's a manager that likes to spend, but it is this was always going to happen, wasn't it, Ricky? A stadium that cost this much and the way that you know every year it was only ever going to go up. It was never going to go down. I think it's harder for fans to take when it has been a season like this. Although this season is not done yet, there is no, still no, a lot to play for. Maybe it's just more of a bit of pill to swallow at this stage of the season. Yeah, I think the timing of it as well. I mean, bear in mind, we're only in February. Yeah. And already the club are advertising for a season ticket for, for next season when we don't know what the outcome is going to be of this season in terms of yeah. are we going to be in the Champions League? Are we going to be in the Europa League? Yeah. Are we going to sign in the summer? Are we not going to sign players in the summer? And I think there's a lot of work for Tottenham to do in terms of the recruitment across the summer. I know Jay, Jay's spoken about that a lot over yeah. the course of the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Spurs are far from a finished article. As we know, we're still going through this rebuild. You could argue that even in the January window, did we have enough to really consider going now to finishing that top four? I think it's still a possibility. Let's bear in mind, because of the teams around us, how poor they've been. But yeah. it's a big ask. It's a big ask. We're going to discuss it in the show. But I think overall, it is what it is. We've got to make the best of the situation. And ultimately, I think the board aren't silly. They know that fans love the club. Yeah. And ultimately, we're going to pay to watch them, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. And I think you look at the stadium as well. It is magnificent. And I think that in that that in itself does kind of justify it. And I'm, you know, as personally, I'm more than happy. It's only a small increase. So, I don't know. It's difficult to complain too much about I it. I think it's maybe for those just quickly, Chaz, for, for families. I think that's one thing we have to mm. say. A lot of those yeah, yeah, families of course, go into games course. with young children. You know, going as a family of four. I know my dad, when he used to try and take me when we were younger, it was, it was hard then. Even now, when you consider for a family of four going mm. to that stadium, it is very, very difficult. So I definitely feel for supporters. Yeah, I mean, interesting that the season ticket prices are going up. I think also what happened in the last week, we're hearing rumours that the Premier League are maybe looking at a, a Premflix, aka Netflix style of streaming. Yeah service £10 a month not only can you watch a game of your choice but you can watch your team week in week out and if people start doing that and that uh, because we know the future is streaming yeah. could that affect season ticket prices maybe we can talk about that from a Spurs perspective but just on that the, the season ticket prices going up what have you made of it? You're listening in tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Well, we do have also a statement, don't we, Ricky, from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. We've got that with us. What have they announced and what have they said about it? So they said that we asked the club to review their concessionary pricing policy and to reinstate the cup credits, what they weren't prepared to do. Um, they'll be discussing the match categorisation with them, group stage packs for any future European competition and other benefits to reward season ticket holders for putting substantial amounts of money up front at our next meeting with the club's executive board and they will work to ensure the club revisits its approaches in these areas. They ask that the fans keep up the pressure alongside the trust on the club to achieve practical benefits for the supporters. Um, they recognise that whilst the 1.5 price rise is below the rate of inflation, they do consider at the moment that any rise is unjustified because of the stadium and where fans are already paying some of the highest prices yeah. in Europe. And I think you've got to take that into account and we're hoping we're going to have Martin and Kat 
on this show in the next couple of weeks. I did touch base Perfect. with Kat earlier in the week and we're hoping to have them back on shortly to discuss this and a range of topics. But I think, as we've said, you know, inflation's inflation. But mm. I think it's more difficult, like Jay says, to swallow where you see domestically yeah. it's been a bit of a poor... 12 last well last 12 months definitely I think the other thing is we are already paying one of the highest ticket prices in the in the Premier League and at the moment we aren't we're not quite up there we're not up competing yeah. with Liverpool we're not competing with Manchester City at the moment so that I can see certainly is a frustration and yeah I, yeah for me that's the biggest club in the world as well yeah. You've got to bear that in mind. We're the eighth biggest club in the world, and that's obviously in terms of by revenue and gate receipts, and that's dwarfed by TV income and commercial deals. Mm. Mm. So when you take all that into account, could the club have frozen the ticket prices? They could have done. Yeah. Let's be honest, they, so. they could have done, but football's football. Yeah. And I think when they know supporters will pay... Well, this is it, it because they? the flip side of that is, do they see it as we're the eighth biggest club in the world? If these fans go, we've got a big old waiting list here who do want to pay. You know, there's a lot of fans, and I'm not, and that, yeah, that's, that yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah. really horrible and brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that okay? this? Um, and I'm not, this is I'm not labelling that at top. No, of course not. This no. is all the big clubs. They know this, yeah, don't they? Everyone difficult. wants to come and watch them. Yeah, everyone difficult. wants to go to Tottenham. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie, I'm sorry. Our waiting list for a season ticket is huge, and and when I've got one now, I've taken so long to get one. It's it's difficult. You just have to kind of pay those prices because. I want to go and see my team every week and on that point though Jay I I totally agree but also I think they mustn't take supporters for granted Mm. you know 25 quid for for that FA Cup game you know I don't think you can also you know make a mug of supporters but I think what Jamie said I I remember the fear of me is you wait so long to get your season ticket and then you go I have to pay I can't give it up because I can't wait another 20 years to get one back so people are forced to pay the 1.5% whether it's (laughs) two two and up that's the case we're in yeah it's a a shame though for those families that do want to go and have got young kids that unfortunately can't go and then you, like I say, you look at what it costs to have Sky and you know the various options in terms of streaming service. And it will be interesting, like you said, Chaz, in the coming years, how yeah. that's going to pan out. But I think it's one of those things that if we were to see more progression on the pitch in terms of recruitment and the development of the team and the playing style and the quality players coming in, like mm. the Stephen Burge wines that we're going to have, hopefully there's a lot to look forward to. And you know, it's one of those things that if we do finish in that top four, do get Champions League football, yeah. this kind of statement will be more well-received yeah. then Sure. Then it will be now where we see the table where we're at. Some, like I say, they're not massively pleased with the style of football, although we have to keep stressing we are going for a rebuild. Mm. Yeah. Well, sure. Jamie said it Tottenham 2.0, but everything uh, tastes and feels better when you're winning. If, if Tottenham are flying this season, no one cares about it. They, they care, but this is this is a small, small headline. We're not really talking about it because every, everything's happy and rosy and positive on the pitch. Let's talk about it now then because we've, we've kind of already brought it up. Mm. This whole Prem Flick style of streaming, we know this is the way that everyone watches games now on their, their tablets, on their mobile yeah. phones. We've already kind of seen it with Amazon. You can choose a game of your choice. Can you imagine... Cho- Watching your team home and away every week, whatever time the kickoff is, not just what the TV have decided, ten pound a month. Yeah. I mean, if we the billions that watch mm. this around the globe, they're onto a winner here, aren't they, Rick? Well, I find it mad that we live in the UK, yet we can't watch three PM UK kickoff still. I, I mean, how does that work? We we live in the country, but yet if you live in Spain or Italy or Argentina or, or across or You've got across, your tr- America, across yeah. America yeah. even, and then you can sit there and, and watch the game. I think also like the way that people already find ways of getting round it. Mm. Um, well, they're so, trying to stop so it, that, aren't they? So there you go. And that <laughs> was obviously was a big that game issue. last season. We had some periscope in the whole game yeah, at one point. Exactly. exactly. So <laughs> I think in, in that in that respect, they are missing out a lot because they don't show certain games, and it is frustrating for for supporters. I think the obviously the argument would be is 
would that affect attendances at games if they were to show every game? And maybe that's what, I don't know, that's what uh, the Premier League would be looking at or something. But think how much money they could earn, obviously, split that into it. Billions around the globe want to watch it. £10 a month, they're already paying out now. You can watch it week in, week out, a game of your choice. I mean, you'd only drive up the audiences, but would they keep them away? You speak about families, do they have enough? Now they, they can do this instead. They would have to bring the ticket prices down because maybe they would be worried mm. about uh, lower attendances. And also, it would help having just one subscription as well because at the moment... One platform. Like we've got, you have got so Amazon, many, yeah, you've, you've got, got Sky Sports. I mean, exactly. again, if you live abroad... It, it's changing over there. I think. Exactly. I, I think you're all right, Jay. It would it much, have it much easier to have just the one subscription yeah. that you go to to watch your Premier League games. And I think mm. also bearing in mind Spurs, when you look at so many, even I think I saw the last couple of weeks, the club have announced more supporter supporter clubs out there mm. that you know watch the club all around the world. I think it would make much more sense to be able to have that one prime subscription like a Netflix service. Mm. And we know, I think even Simon Jordan said, it, you know, he, he predicted this two or three years ago. So wouldn't surprise me at all if this comes into the game. Of course, anything that makes it financially more viable for these uh, TV yeah. merchandise and anything like that, it will definitely come into the game. Absolutely. Well, we're talking Prem flicks and chill, but we are <laughs> going to be talking about contracts for players. Maybe that's where the season ticket prices are going. Some new improved deals and obviously the latest comments with Danny Rose. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brown talking about season ticket prices. The news today that Spurs are upping those prices by 1.5%. Happy with that? Disappointed? Knew it was coming? What are you making about it? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Well, one way that they may be doing that is because we could be hearing of a new deal for Jaffet Tanganga, a deserved one, his wages are going to get an absolutely increase of a percentage number that I can't quite uh, <laughs> say on it because there's a lot of zeros, Ricky. But yeah, he's yeah. in line for a bumper new deal. He is in line. I mean, I'm, even I'm questioning this figure that's been written on this paper. I don't know where we've got that from. It, it could be four a, million percent. Four million. <laughs> How much was he earning before? <laughs> well, apparently, you know, at the moment, the, the kids on he's, he's, he's on he's one on bare, k a week. One k a week. One k a week. Hard life. He God. deserves a rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one k a week. <laughs> what can you do for yourself? I mean, <laughs> and then he's an absolute unit, and we're going the kid. The kid's on one k round. He's a unit. Yeah, yeah. Now, he, to be fair, he will deserve a new contract. Oh, I mean, 100%, he's, he's 100%. coming to the team and played every pace in the back four so far. Yeah. Played yeah. in the back three. Played in the back five. A, a back four. I think he looks really, really good. And I think he's one that Mourinho has mm. given a lot of trust to in this first Absolutely. couple of months. And, you know, when you see him play the way he did against the likes of Liverpool and Man City, you do think, God, it feels like he's been in this team for such a long time. Yeah. I think he's adapted to the league really, really well. Yep. And I think Jay's here to stay in this team, isn't he now? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when Ben Davis now back in the mm. team. Will he, God, will he's been he... out for ages. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I, as we'll get onto, I'm sure I think he'll be a really great addition for Spurs, mm. Ben Davis. But on Javit Tanganga, yeah, he's been brilliant. I mean, playing four, was it four, three different positions mm. so far, um, and looked comfortable everywhere. I think his athletic abilities really impressed me. He looks really strong. Um, of course, I think we saw against Middlesbrough getting forward as well. So impressive. So I think that yeah, I think he's definitely. Worth it. He's also coming through at a really good time where, let's be honest about it, Alderweireld's legs, you know, yeah. they're not going to get any younger. Sure. Yeah. Vertonghen has had a real drop off in form, and Juan Foyth, I think his future is completely up in the air, not getting many game time under Jose Mourinho at all. I think just three appearances since he's been at the football club. So I think for Tanganga, this is a really big opportunity now in this next couple of months to really stake his claim for a permanent fixture in the side ahead of next season. Because mm. you do feel from the reports that we see that there is still going to be a big overhaul in terms of that defence in the mm. summer. I think we've made no 
no, no surprise on here that we really want to see the investment in those fullback areas. Yes. I think Ryan Session's going to be a really good player. Will he stay as a fullback for Tottenham? I'm not too sure. I think he'll no. play further forward. Yeah. You know, a lot of rumours to Max Aaron's another young player. Got a lot to got a lot to give. You know, he's he's going through a difficult season at yeah. Norwich. To be fair, and yes. same with Ryan. You know, it's difficult when these players come from a side that you know a relegation threatened or been relegated mm. to try and regain confidence is one of those things that even Session Young has said that he struggled with. I think it's been one of those things that we haven't seen him much they get over that yeah. halfway line have we yeah I think with Sessi Young I do think long term we'll see him as more of a winger um, and of course when we're moving towards more of a 4-3-3 three, 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 well I think the emphasis will be on having wingers and I think that I don't know he's, he has had kind of a difficult time and maybe defensively hasn't been quite at that level um, so yeah I think his future for me is as a left winger yeah absolutely uh, his future as a left winger just on then uh, Tanganga because unbelievable what we've seen and it came at a time when Spurs really needed it someone so young true. a prospect yeah, yeah. to come through so you know there was no, I don't want to say there was a negative atmosphere mm. around the club a change of managers was wondering where the form was going where was that light at the end of the tunnel he most was almost the thing that everyone rallied behind yeah. oh, you know to yeah. as much as the expectation of mm. this is the best prospect sure. since Ledley was, King yeah. and just quickly yeah. is, there, is there a worry Not I'm not putting this on him but when there is that much pressure because we know what Ledley is to the club we're now giving him the new deal that not it goes to their heads but we you know they go I've cracked it here I'm, I'm absolutely walking this because we do see yeah, that with some sure. youngsters it's more generalisation sure. rather yeah. than Tanganga I, I, I really like the attitude of Tanganga I think he looks like a guy that is genuinely delighted to be playing football I think he's worked really hard for this he's kind of had to you know wait his time but I do think he seems like a guy that is going to be for me I think he could potentially even be a Spurs captain I really like his mentality um, so no, definitely no pressure then. No, no well, <laughs> in a way, no, I, I understand what you mean. And maybe I think a lot of people do that with um, Troy Parrott. I think a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on an 18-year-old, a guy who's only just turned 18. Yeah. Um, and whether he's, you know, physically, is he ready? I think, you know, people always say um, about Wayne Rooney when he was 16 and he broke through. I mean, not many players have that f- uh, physical presence mm. to come in and break through like that. But Jaffet Tanganga, for me, I think he's definitely got that presence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we are going to talk about Troy Parrott, but we've had a call into the studio, this time from Lincoln, and obviously a calling from the United States. What is it with the last word on Spurs? Big <laughs> in the United States, this time from Wyoming. Lincoln, really good to get you on. Appreciate your call. I know you want to talk about the current situation with Lamella. Yeah, we've got both Eric Lamella and Giovanni Lucelso possibly out for this game on Sunday. And we're getting to the point with Eric Lamella with his age where is it to the point where we just sell him? He's 28 years old. It seems mm. like he's injured all the time. What is your guys' opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I think with Lamella, we've, we're <laughs> well, seven, seven oh, no. seasons in. I think we've, we've kind of said this about him time after time yeah. that if he could stay fit, We'd have a great player yeah. there, but the problem with Lamella is, as you've mentioned there, is that his injuries have been consistent every single season. I think the problem Spurs have got is because of the nature of the amount of injuries he's had, that makes it even harder yeah, to try and sure. move, him up, move him on. And I think maybe in the summer they will try and move Eric on, but it's all dependent on which kind of club comes in for him and how much money they're going to pay. You know, we've got to look at the fact that Wanyama's still here. Yeah, And I think we've been sure. trying to move Wanyama on, Jay. Is it three windows? I know. Four windows yeah, Wanyama's the annoying one. But Lamella, he's so frustrating because you can see he's such a talented player and every time he comes in, he does does do a lot of good. Um, but unfortunately, he's he, he's kind of on that uh, the periphery at the moment where he's kind of a squad player but he's never really available for us and that is the frustration so for me I, I, I probably would look to move Lamella on 
Lincoln, as we've got you on, we're, I promise you we're going to discuss Aston Villa in more, in more detail in terms of the second half of the show. Tell us what your thoughts are on Troy Parrott getting a new deal. Were you quite excited by that? Because he only was able to sign that on turning 18. Are you excited about the future for him? Yeah, I'm very excited about the future for him. I watched him a bit in preseason when they were on their tour in, I believe they went to Shanghai this preseason. And I know he's got a couple runs out in the League Cup, and I think he played an FA Cup game this year. And I like what I see from him. I do acknowledge that he is a young 16-year-old kid and needs some time. But right now where we've got Kane injured, there's got to be some games like this game on Sunday. Mm. Give him 20 minutes at the end. Give him 15 minutes at the end. See what the kid can do. And Jaffet Tanganga for you, are you been impressed by so far his adaptation to the first team? I mean, personal opinion, Jaffet Tanganga is probably third name on the team sheet, in my <laughs> opinion. Mm-hmm. Either of the fullback positions or centre back starting alongside Toby. Yeah. No, he, he has been really, really impressive. I think when you consider just how short time he's had to adapt to being in the league and then the number of positions he's played, yeah. I don't think we can ask any more than Jay we've seen so far, can we? No, exactly. I th- and I totally agree. I think he probably is one of the first names at the moment on that team sheet. Um, hopefully we'll kind of see him move uh, move back to in a centre-back position. As you said, I think he has come through at a really good time with Toby and Jan kind of uh, getting on a bit. Um, so, yeah, really, really happy with Tanganga at the moment. Cheers, Lincoln. Really appreciate your call. Lincoln calling all the way from Wyoming in the United States there. Let's talk a little bit about Troy Parrott now because he obviously has got a new deal. I know you guys, and especially John Wenham, has been calling for (laughs) him to be given his chance, given minutes. Hasn't really got those minutes in, and there has... There has been some opportunities. Are well, we yeah, hoping that yeah. we'd see more of him now? Well, I think when the striker position is now open with Harry Kane out and he's still not getting those opportunities, maybe the managers don't see him quite ready yet. And I think that that's where maybe fans who don't get to see him every day in training um, and have only seen him play a couple of minutes in pre-season or, or in the FA Cup or whatever, that they've just got to rein that in a bit. And um, for me, I think Spurs have got to try and just strike that right balance between being cautious about him and uh, maybe not giving him that game time and trying to find the right amount of game time so that he can develop as a player. Because as I've said with Carl Walker-Peters, I think that one thing, he was always on the edge of being in the first team, but he never really got, to, he didn't get to play any youth, youth football, never really got to play much football. And I think that kind of really hampered his development. Yeah. So, was for, so with Troy Parrott, it's about trying to strike that right balance. Yeah, well, we've had another call into the studio this time from Cheyenne. And Cheyenne, I know you want to talk about Troy Parrott as well. Yeah, hi guys, how you doing? Hi, Shine, well, not bad, how good, are you? Thank you? You okay? Yeah, good, thanks. I've got my mate Stel to call you the last couple of weeks. Oh, so right, it's my okay. Turn to get in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so anyway, yeah, no, yeah, a couple of points. One was about Troy Power and one about Musa Sasaka. Yeah, about Troy Power, sorry if you've spoken about him before. I've literally just got no, go the front if you have spoken, so apologies. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's got great potential, Troy Power. And I want to see him get some more minutes somehow because I was listening this morning to TalkSport and they were talking about uh, Jermaine Pennant was on TalkSport this morning talking about his move to Arsenal as a 16 year old and how how he thought he wished he'd stayed at Notts County and got to play more football instead of coming to Arsenal and playing in the youth and having to wait longer kind of thing whereas if he'd stayed at Notts County he would have got more playing time Mm. as it were so at the moment I just feel Troy probably, he definitely needs to get some more minutes under his belt in in terms of, as far as I know, he's not really been playing for the under-23s or the under-18s before he turned 18. Training with the first team just constantly. But, you know, in your opinion, guys, do you think 
should yeah. be getting some more match practice, you know, some more match time. Because I know yeah. training with the first team is probably good and he's learning a lot from them. But you've got to be playing matches, surely. Well, I think I, be that's, getting the, minutes. that's the thing. It's, it's frustrating when you're kind of training with the first team. You're in the first team squad occasionally, but you're never getting up opportunity. And because you're with the first team, you're not getting to play with the youth team. And that is obviously the frustration. And, and I think that maybe Spurs have missed the chance on occasions this season to give uh, Troy Parrott minutes. I mean, it's difficult to see where they're going to come now with so many crucial league matches. Um, of course, no, really, those lower league uh, cup ties. No. So that's difficult. It's difficult to see where we kind of risk him in giving those minutes, really. Mm, sure. So yeah, my second point is about Musa Sissoko. I mean, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's been superb. The last season or so, where he's improved since you know how it began for him, unfortunately, but he's improved a lot. But I've got to say, going forward, it excites me seeing Lachelsea and and Dombele in that midfield for us, and even the way Harry Winks has been playing. Mm. For me, Sissoko technically isn't the greatest. I mean, he's got great engine, strong on the ball, can drive forward with it, excellent, you know, very good, but. Technically, I think Ndombele, Le Chelsea in that side, forward-thinking players that create things and can dribble and have got all the attributes, I think they've got a bit more than what Sissoko has. How do you feel about that? I mean, fitting him in the team, yeah, if I, he should have a play. I think, Shy, I mean, I think they're already planning for Sissoko's... Uh, listen, I know he signed a, a new contract recently under... It was under Pochettino at the time, but I think the club are already thinking ahead in terms of the years to come because you look at the case where they brought in Jetson Fernandez. Now, Jetson is a similar kind of profile. Yeah. I won't say a similar kind of player to Sissoko, um, but I will say a similar kind of profile where... You see, he's you know he's athletic, he's fast, he's used to running with the ball. Yes, he hasn't really played much Premier League football. He needs to adapt to this league. But I think already Spurs are trying to think ahead. And if you're going to have you know mm. Undenbelly in there, you're going to have Lachelso in there. You know, if you're going to still want Winks to play, I think the time for Sissoko in terms of game wise, I think he's not going to get a huge amount in the future. I might be completely wrong, yeah. but I don't know if he's going to have a lot of game time to in the future. Jay, um, it's difficult. I mean, that those two as you said in the midfield and Dombele and Lachelso mm. that really does excite me to be honest um, and, and that's where I think the rebuild has already started and I think in a way it does frustrate me when, when supporters say we haven't we didn't do enough over the summer transfer window and January transfer window because we brought in two excellent players I think they're obviously both 20, 23 years old so I think the future there is really, really promising. I don't know what you think Chai, yeah. Chai my, my only argument is yeah. that when I look at that midfield for me I still think we're going to need another defensive mid maybe as a as a long term mm. partner for Undumbele. If we can sort uh, out his you know fitness, I, I know I, that, that I, picture that came out this week to Tungi wasn't the most kindest. <laughs> I think it was the angle to be honest with you. I'm gonna give him a bit more <laughs> give him a bit more time. I don't think it's you know it's, There's a bit of timber there. There's I, a bit I, of timber I, I don't think it's Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kremes. So I'm gonna give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. It was the angle though where that was taken. Um I do yeah. think though I mean, we need a long term partner. Little from. question about this though. Were you were you guys surprised that you got handed that contract? Because I was, I've got to be honest with you. I, I At 32, feel, I was a bit surprised. I feel, shy. that was a statement of Spurs giving a contract to someone that had worked really hard. And maybe there's that argument where you had players like yeah, Toby that wasn't signing, Eriksen that wasn't signing, um, Vertonghen that wasn't signing. It was almost like it kind of, it was more, more of a slap in the face to those guys to say, look, if you work hard, get your head down, then you will be rewarded. But you could probably argue maybe it's, <laughs> it, went, yeah. it went to the wrong person because I, I do agree. It's really funny because Poch's reaction, I remember at the time when, when they asked him about mm. Sissoko signing the new contract and his reaction was odd. Yeah. It was, it was like, kind it was of, club well, you'll have to ask the club about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know? It was, I found mm. it odd. It was an odd reaction at the time. 
Yeah, it certainly was, Shy, and we really appreciate you calling into the studio and giving us a little bit of your time. Obviously, making good points there. Parrot Sissoko, the mm. contract, really interesting. Just like that photo that we saw this week. It's all about those angles. <laughs> uh, that's what they say, catfish anyway. Oh. Well, this is the Spurs <laughs> fan show. So much for us to talk about, and we're talking Danny Rose next. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs, but it is still an hour away from that last word. Still so much to say tonight. And you can have your say. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. You can get in touch and talk to the guys and put a question to the team. We're going to talk a little bit about Danny Rose's comments this week. Join Newcastle and he's, he's still had a lot to say. He's always had a lot to say. No, one of our, Danny talking. <laughs> one of <laughs> our on. very own Jason McGovern. He's always had a lot to say on the matter. He's listening and waiting with bated breath. You might even phone up for this one. But before we get into that, we have had a tweet into the studio. This one comes from Ash saying... What is the future of Sessignon at Spurs? Because we have Sonny and Bergvine uh, on the left. Can he become a quality fullback or should we now be shopping for a new one? Well, I think with Sessignon, he's been a player that's been brought in purely on his potential. You know, he's, he's, he's always been a long-term target for Tottenham, regardless really yeah. of who the manager's been. Sure. Um, I think he's one that's been very, very heavily scouted by the club, David Pleat, I'd even go as far to say. And he is an investment for the future. And yeah. I don't yes. think even Mourinho knows at the moment his best position, whether he will be a fullback, whether he'll end up being further forward. But I think, you know, he's a player that he spoke a lot this week in terms of, you know, trying to regain his confidence. Yeah, he was in a yeah. side that was relegated. You can't forget that. You know, it's not easy to then come into a club like Tottenham, just got to a Champions League final, had a change of manager, you know, a change of philosophy in terms of how they're playing. You know, he was he was basically sold a project by Pochettino. Yeah. Now he's coming under Mourinho, then he didn't play, then he, then he has got a regular run of games. And again, it's a situation where it will take time, but yeah. I think we'll see the best of him next season, Jay. I think Mourinho uh, was linked with him at Manchester United. He was a guy that he did try to sign there. Um, I think also but, um, w- near the start of his reign when uh, Mourinho took charge and kind of spoke about Sessegnon, he did say that he does see him long-term as a left-back. Mm. Um, maybe at the moment, as we've seen, he's not quite ready ready defensively. I say physically enough. Is he good enough, not, Jay? Yeah, not, oh, well, it's, yeah I, I think that's probably an argument. Um, mm. And that's maybe where he's not quite ready to be a left-back at the moment. But I think that he is a really good option. And as you said, his comments this week really impressed me. He's a guy that looks as though he wants to improve. He's not, gonna be, he's not ever going to be happy with the level he's at. He wants to drive on. And, and that's nice to see. It's, and, of course, we're going to talk about Danny Rose in a minute. Maybe you could argue is the opposite. <laughs> Um, but for Ryan Sessiong, I'm really, really excited for him. And I, I do think he's got a big future, I suppose. Yeah, he is the complete opposite. But let's keep on the theme of left-backs. Let's talk about Danny Rose. Never one to shy away from talking <laughs> to the media and opening up at Newcastle now. Instead of concentrating on getting the job done there, saying he, he wasn't given a chance under Jose. You know, everyone else was getting minutes. Wasn't getting a fair crack of the whip, Ricky. I think Mourinho since he's come in to be fair to him you know look at what he's done in terms of moving players on very quickly that didn't want to play for the football club and signing those ones down that do you've got Alderweire signed down you got Ericsson out. And when Danny Rose came out, only I think six months before, well, I think less than six months before, and said, you will not see me leaving yeah. in January. No matter what you yeah, read, no matter what you hear, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Come the January window, he's out the door. Yes, it's only a loan, but I do expect if he plays well, and I hope Danny does play well, that he does earn his permanent move. And to be fair, what Danny needs to do now is stop talking and start <laughs> playing. And, you know, I hope for him, he 
gets that move to Newcastle. Also, like I say, from we've always championed on this show, mental health is you know one of those yeah, subjects yeah, that sure. isn't talked about enough, I think, in general life, in terms of what people are going through, we don't know. And I think with Danny, again, yes, from a footballing perspective, he lost his form. Mm. But again, we don't know what he was like from a mental capacity behind the scenes. I just want to see Danny now go and do a good job at Newcastle, go and earn himself a move. I think his time at Tottenham has come and gone. And he needs to get his head down and focus on Tottenham. Yeah, uh, but- I focus, sorry, focus on Newcastle. Well, he's <laughs> focusing on Tottenham. He's still really? focusing on Tottenham, yeah. but yeah. I think for sure, look, the, the reason he wasn't given that opportunity is because I think we know over the last couple of years he hasn't really had the same motivation. And I think that Jose Mourinho likes players that just get the job done, don't go on and moaning. And unfortunately, that's what Danny Rose was. He just didn't, didn't get his head down. Um, and for me, obviously, Mourinho, I do like that he was ruthless and he got the mm. players out the door that he obviously didn't quite like. Um, and unfortunately, with Danny Rose, yeah, that was the case. Well, obviously, he's been speaking about the uh, Pochettino as well. We know they were really close. We know of his management style and arm around the player. Someone that always selected him. We yeah. spoke about that's why Tottenham couldn't move him on because the, some of the sentiment uh, connected with the players. And he spoke about Maurizio's departure, Jamie. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's one thing that did frustrate me with Pochettino and maybe that did hold him back a bit is his... He didn't want to let some players go. He, he kept yeah, a yeah. very close circle and maybe that's that's where times where during that period where we didn't sign any players, I think because he was kind of worried about bringing players in and uh, and upsetting the harmony in, in the team and I think letting players go was also an issue. And I think also, Jay, you can be sometimes too close to a player. And I think also in that period of form yeah. towards the end of his reign... You felt that, was it a point where he was more of a friend rather than a boss? Mm. Because, you know, there wasn't anything that was significantly going to change. And I know, I know that the style of football at the moment is difficult for some fans to watch. I get that. It's not the most prettiest, you know, but we have to bear in mind that Mourinho is working with a lot of what is Pochettino's players. I think you've got to give the man at least until the summer and beyond that to really have his own set of players, his imprint on the team because Mourinho has not come to Tottenham to just win an FA Cup. He's come here to try and put Tottenham on the map to try and compete uh, yeah, for Premier sure. Leagues and to make sure that the Champions League final, Jay, is not just a one-off. For sure, results. I think results this season are the most important thing. I said it last week as well. Um, this season was kind of almost a write-off. Um, and to, it, it the, the fact that in, we've yeah. kind of now kind of turned it around and we are starting to get results, I think that that's, for me, is the most important thing at the moment. We know the difficult circumstances with the players maybe um, lacking in certain areas, the fullbacks, uh, holding midfielder. There are mm. areas in this team that... No second strike. No second striker so there there are lots of issues in this team Um, and for me as long as we are getting results this season you just hope that once he's given that opportunity maybe in the summer to bring in new players and and have his chance to implement his ideas and that's something I don't think obviously he hasn't had enough time to do what has he been here three months or so so if we get, we just need to give him time to kind of get his style right and uh, hopefully we'll see better football I tell you what Muna doesn't need he doesn't need players off the pitch bringing headlines to the club they don't need, like Deli Ali. I know we're going to probably come on to it, I mean, like yeah. I say, but you know, I've always been someone that's always backed Deli Ali, championed him, praised him when he's gone through difficult form. But you know, to have done what he did during the week in terms of that video, which I know in hindsight, you know, he, he regrets. Um, Deli is an age, an age now where he needs to grow up a little bit. He shouldn't be doing those yeah. things. Um, yes, he was quick to make the apology, but the impact again that could have on us as a football club losing him. You know, he's a player that's very important to the way Mourinho wants to play his football. You know, he plays at that number 10 just behind the striker. Yeah. We haven't got that striker right now. And, and Spurs goals have a global <laughs> reach, losing, losing an arm of fans, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a silly thing to do from Delhi. I mean, the only way I can put it is it's a lack of maturity. And, you know, we've been here before, he's done silly things both on 
and off the football pitch. And I'm a massive fan of Deli Alley. I really, really am. And still people say to me, well, you know, why why would you keep persistent with someone that, you know, is so inconsistent? But, you know, you've got to remember saying for his age, he still scored, mm. you know, I think exactly. goals out there, Beckham, Gerard Lampard, the amount of goals he scored. He's that sort of player that even when he is playing poorly, he still produces a big moment in those yeah. games. This is why I think even during Pochettino's reign, very rarely did he sub Deli Alley because Deli's one of those kind of players that can be absolutely quiet for 89 yeah, minutes of a game sure. and the second score. Yeah. And have that impact. He's not a player that will run a game for you, Deli Ali, but he's a player that can have that moment of brilliance to change a game. For sure. And I just hope now he's not going to suffer a significant ban. That might already be out by the time you listen to this show. We're not sure yeah. what the FA will do. They're investigating it, as we understand. And it is a silly thing to do. Yeah. Really silly thing to do. Yeah, really silly thing to do. He did apologise quickly, take that down off social media and, and put out an apology. Just quickly back on Danny Rose as well. He obviously he had a few comments about the new stadium as well, saying that that didn't feel like home either. Uh, see, I, I, I don't like this thing about the... I think a lot of people have come out and said mm. that Spurs have got this soulless stadium. And it was Ian Wright today saying how jealous he was of an, an Arsenal legend coming out and praising the stadium. For me, I, I don't know. I just... I think it's a load... Of, I think it's rubbish. You can't know you put a stadium soulless. down for our, for our poor form domestically. That's both home and away over the last 12 months. I mean, that stadium, they've... I don't know what more they could do in terms of trying to make it feel like home. You are right on top. If you haven't been mm. to the stadium, I mean, Jay, we've been lucky enough if we do yeah, go to it. You, sure. know, you are right on top of the pitch. It feels like White Hart Lane, yeah. but just magnified hugely. I mean, I don't know what more they can also, do. I think also the way they kind of designed this, this modern mm. stadium, it is difficult to get it right, but I think they have learned a lot from maybe the build at uh, Wembley, uh, the Emirates, exactly. West Ham so, the Olympic Stadium. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, so I think that... Yeah. I think but the, the club are, if I'm right, so well, say people are, I can see it on social media. There are, there are, there are sections of you know people on social media that are trying to have an influence in terms of trying to create a singing section. Mm. I could see something's going around on Twitter that there's going to be something ahead of the Norwich game in the FA Cup where there's going to be certain sections that are going to yeah. be singing sections and trying to bring supporters together. So I think definitely if you've got the opportunity to have a look on social media and see about that because mm. I do think the club need to. Need to do, I say need to do something. I mean, again, it's working with the trust who will I say we'll have Cat and Martin yeah. in here in the next couple of weeks that we do need to make that stadium feel like home. Well, there was that, I think, in the Champions League last season, they got it, they did it really well where they got those the banners for the yeah. South Stand and made that uh, to there is to do sign. Yeah. I think that that's something that I'd like to see the club doing more for those bigger games. You know, I think Lee said it against Manchester City, would like to see us be doing that and even in the Premier League games, but. Yeah, I think that that's yeah something I'd like to see. Something that they can work on, Spurs. We know Cat will be in here. She has the power to do it. Hashtag justice for <laughs> chips. Whether it's flags, <laughs> whether it's singing sections, they are the team that you go through. And this is the Spurs team that you listen to on The Last Word on Spurs. Tweet us and get involved tonight at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. The crazy train without the crazy tonight because it is Ricky <laughs> Sachs and Jamie Brand taking us through. And it is Spurs against Villa on the weekend. We're going to be looking at that game, doing a perspective from both sides. How will we see Spurs come out of that winter break? Has it helped them? We'll talk a little bit about that. We've talked about season ticket prices going up. What do you make of it? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208. 70-20-5-5-8. And Danny Rose, well, we're still talking about him. We're never not talking about him, but we are now talking about the man in charge. It is Jose, because no winter break for him, Ricky. He was looking at your next Champions League opponents, and who knows, maybe spotting a player or two as well, which I know you on Twitter and the transfers, <laughs> it'll be going overtime. 
<laughs> no, he was. He means he was at the Allianz Arena to watch Bayern Munich against. Right, who are we signing? Come no, on, I don't know. <laughs> we've gone. We've done so well yeah. so far. We did forty-five minutes without mentioning any kind <laughs> of player. We, we can't be beggars. We did. Well, we did say about a second striker. We did bring that up. We did mention about a defensive <laughs> midfielder. So to be fair, we've, we've already covered it. Right, I'm not okay. doing anything about transfers. I know people don't like transfers on this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about Tevez? Te- what about Tevez? What's wrong with Tevez? Uh, no, I mean, like I say, he was he was spotted at the Allianz Arena to watch Bayern Munich against Spurs' Champions Tevez. League. Not Tevez, no, <laughs> definitely Mourinho was there to watch our Champions League opponents, RB Leipzig. Um, I like this quote where he said, the players need some days off for their body and their soul to rest. But for me, I think the best way to try and help the team is to work. I mean, it's, it's great, isn't he, Mourinho? And we've seen now he knows that, that what to he's, say, well, he's gone bald. Yeah. I know there's that argument he asked the guy to shave him to shave his hair off, but that's what Spurs do to you in the space of six to <laughs> nine. Well, it's not even six months. What, what, three months, four months, Joe? Yeah. I know. Yeah, look, I, I, look, this time I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, RB Leipzig, of course, really strong at the moment. Good. In the, yeah. in the league um, I know they've gone four without a win at the moment so I'm got, that's quite interesting to see that their form mm. has plummeted a bit but yeah I, don't I think, worry I'll pick up when we come to play some it always does I, know, <laughs> I, I really, I'm really excited for the Champions League this year I think with Jose Mourinho and the way he's so good against uh, big teams and the way he can set up for these individual I th- games Joy, Joe, I think when you've got a winning manager there yeah, uh, that's for sure. been there and done it in this competition that he loves it you do get a certain, you know, I certain twin I, I do feel, I do feel a lot more positive about it. I think that um, the way he, as I said, the way he's going to set up, I think that it's going to be made for knockout football, um, and I think that that's one thing that will probably see us through um, in in the Champions League this year. Yeah, well, he no winter break for Jose, carrying on working. But really, uh, even though we say it's a winter break, this is a big last third of the season for Spurs now, and it's still in the FA Cup. You know, RB Leipzig, this is huge, this home straight, the business end of the season, Rick. Yeah, and still the top four as well we got to Absolutely. come. I mean, we're still in that. You know, I think when you look at the fixtures to come, you know, there's a lot to still play for, a lot. And I mm. think Mourinho's comments this week, I think, again, it just settles everyone down that maybe a, a bit unsure in terms of when he came to the club, is it what he expected? He says, I'm really happy. You know, Paul Merson, you know, put out, you know, I think an article to say yeah. that he wouldn't have been happy at the club in terms of, you know, what's happening. It wasn't what he would have found it when he came in. He, he's, he's been very clear to say that for him. He's really happy. Difficult, yes, but it's not what he wasn't to be expecting. And I think, you know, when he talks about next season, looking ahead yeah. to that, working from July, but wanting to have a pre-season. Even, even this season, I think there's so much still to play for. And that's one yeah. thing that does annoy me about uh, maybe supporters moaning at the moment. I know there is kind of a lot of arguing at the moment between Spurs fans on Twitter and the way we are playing and and kind of everything that's going on. But we've got so much to play for. We're in the mm. FA Cup, we're in the Champions League, we're in the hunt for the top four. So for me, there, there is lots to be positive about, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that's the, the key thing. You have to have perspective that despite what's been, and you know, it feels like it's been such a long season. You know, the sacking of Pochettino now yeah. seems such a long time ago. Yeah. There has been, there is, it, that Man City result felt like it's been such a long time yeah. coming and yeah. it's just nice that we are starting to get results. Yes, it is not the way we'd want it to be in terms mm. of the style, but as I said, he's been here three months. It's, it, it's difficult to kind of come in and implement your ideas. I'm sure the club wanted to get Mourinho because they know he's a guy that can come in and get results straight away and if it is means setting up that I know other people are going to be angry I know I've already had a message from Jason getting angry but <laughs> look, look it's all about getting results all about getting results well we go to a man it is your tradition Adrian's corner Adrian always a good sign when you call up I know you want to talk a little bit about the squad and how capable they are of playing a number of games that are left yeah, I think with Davis coming back. Oh, good evening, guys. Good so, evening. Nice to be here. With Davis coming back, you know, I mean, like you, you could pick a, a team of like Larice Davis, Tanganga, Sanchez, Oriol, Winslet, mm. Chelsea, Dembele, mm. Deli, Son, you know, Lucas. 
you'd still have a strong bench of Gazaniga, yeah. Lamella, Sessignon, Fernandes, Bergwin, mm. Toby and Sissoko. Yeah. And that's without Dyer, Skip and Pratt. Yeah. Parrot, sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done that some, some of them have been practiced, to be honest, this season. You're not, you're not wrong, Adrian. So, but I, I agree with you. I think sometimes now, where you look at the squad and you know what we've got available to us, there's still a, it's still a decent squad, and that's in the middle of what you said on this show is a rebuild. Well, when you said uh, about Ben Davis, I think that he's going to be a big, big player for Spurs mm. coming back. I think Mourinho mentioned in January his kind of that first game that he had against West Ham, where he he wants to have like a a back four when defending and a back and a back three when going forward. Now Ben Davis. Davis, as we've seen, he's really comfortable at slotting in as a left uh, left centre back. So I think that he could be really important um, as as kind of full Joe's and Mourinho's style. Mourinho, as I said, uh, made a big point about how he does fit into his style. Ben Davis. Um, yeah, I think he's vital. Yeah, for sure. Then you can play Sanchez with Tanganga yep. or Toby, or you can even put Tanganga at right back then if Oria yeah. goes backwards. You for know. sure. I mean, and but what I think this spells out, even with the players that are not in the team like Dyer, Skip and Parrot. Mm. I think it, and we all we know, don't we, there's gonna be additions in the new year. There's gonna be defenders brought in and a striker and possibly a defensive midfielder as well. So I think you can safely say that Rose, Wanyama, Foyt and Vatongan have got no future at the club. Mm. They'll be waved goodbye and thanks for their service. Yeah, for sure. I think one foot is annoying. One, I know. I kind of put out a rumor on uh, on Twitter about him leaving. I know we're back on the transfers. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, but Sex Apprentice. <laughs> You're no, doing transfer no, rumors, Jamie. He's the same as me. I don't know why. You it said it, you know we got the the fullback whisper. <laughs> I know he's gone, but he, he could do it. He's got a future. Oh, the, How the tide is, has turned. I know. We've one for it is frustrating because there is such a talented player in there. Um, it's just that he does make too many mistakes, and again, it's. He's only going to get better and he's only going to eliminate those mistakes by playing games. And unfortunately, under Mourinho, it seems as though his kind of his opportunity may have passed him by. Well, Mourinho's biggest problem is actually he's still got to integrate Sessignon, Fernandes and Bergwin. Mm. People are screaming for Parrot to be given a game. I mean, like, he's got a very tricky, you know, tricky situation there. I mean, like, because we need to get... 90 minutes out of these players, out of these new players as well, before I think we start thinking about Parrot. Mm. What do you reckon ahead of the, of the weekend, Adrian, for you? What, what are you expecting? What, against Villa? Yes. I think we'll thrash them. Really? Yeah, really, I really yeah. do. I think if we go with pace up front with Lucas, Son and Bergwin, I think we'd destroy them because that's what Man City did. Yeah, it's a good point. What, are you, is that all you're basing it on? Because Villa, you know, they're in a dogfight. They need points. They're, they're going to be up yeah. for it. And they played well for the first hour on the opening day of the season. It is at home. They just made a League Cup final. They've been on a winter break themselves. Dean Smith, what he, he, he said he's seen this week, has, has really uh, left him upbeat for the rest of the season. I base on the fact we're better than them. <laughs> well, there you go. Then. Well, that's Bye, it then, Adrian. Man. Right, Adrian, <laughs> I'm going to go home and uh, I'll speak to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Adrian. Adrian's <laughs> calling it there. Adrian. Always a pleasure to speak to Adrian. I knew my P45 was in the post around the corner. <laughs> Didn't realise it was going to be Adrian. God, we're going, for, it we're going through squad members here. He's going. Jason's <laughs> going. Absolutely. Science who delivered on that one. We will do a full Aston Villa review. Let's uh, quickly... do a full squad review. Yeah, right, yeah, going yeah, I think so. Last word on Spurs as well. It was my last word. Let's talk about uh, Vertonghen because I know also you're saying that maybe Adrian said it there doesn't really have a mm. future someone that we spoke about contract rebels what's the latest with Jan? 
I mean, again, I, I just think his future is, is to somewhat up in the air, and his agent hasn't really come out. Yeah. Like, I mean, his agent's come out, but there's no clarity in terms of what's to plan, what's to come for him. I think the problem is you saw that the way he played, you know, in that FA Cup match for Spurs. I, I just fear for him; his legs are gone. And Spurs, I think now we can't be in a position where we just carry on giving out a year contract to players that in reality just aren't going to have much game time and haven't really got a long-term future. Look, Vertonghen has been a wonderful servant for the club. He's been yeah. brilliant. He's stuck with us where arguably, again, there was times where he could have moved on to a, you know, to a, to a better club maybe. There's that argument and you know, played some of his you know, better football elsewhere. But I mean, having said that, I think for Jan now, it's come to a point where this particular league is just too quick for him. He's lost a yard of pace over the summer, and I think he'd be better suited to maybe the Eredivisie. I think he'd be better maybe yeah. to that league or maybe Italy. Yeah. I think that's that argument. But I think where Spurs are going, and especially with the emergence of Tanganga coming through, and as it's been noted a lot that Mourinho was looking for a defensive overhaul, I don't see where Jan Vertonghen goes yeah. into Spurs' first eleven. From next season, it's, our thing is the decline this season has been really shocking. I think a lot mm. of people at the start of the season were questioning why Pochettino was dropping him. You remember, Jamie was on the bench. Exactly, maybe that's why yeah. Pochettino made that decision. Um, and it has been really disappointing because it was a year to the day that he had that amazing performance yeah. against Borussia Dortmund, where he played as a left wing back. But unfortunately, you know, he, he has really declined and he has kind of lost that, that edge of pace. And it was, you were right against in the, in the FA Cup match. He was kind of, there was so many times when the, the forwards were getting in behind him. And mm. unfortunately, yeah, it does look as though Yamatonga is probably one I'd move on in, in the summer. Yeah, and, and just if it is a defensive rebuild for Jose in the summer, where does Hugo uh, stand in this? Because I'm quite surprised about this. I'm a big fan of him, but Spurs fans are quite mixed yeah, on Hugo. I, Not yeah. him as a person, what he's mm, done for the club yeah. and what he's achieved, mm. but his form of late. I think that's definitely a good way to put it, mixed, because we see some brilliance from him in terms of penalty saves. Then we see, again, just the concentration, the, the lack of judgment in terms of when it comes... Mental you know, errors. Mental errors to come out of goal. I think Spurs have to be looking to replace Hugo long term I think where Spurs are in terms of a squad right now I'd say there's more pressing areas at the moment to address Hugo's definitely one I would you know I'd be looking at long term but for me there are other areas that would come before Hugo yeah. first I'm not sure about you Jay I, where would he be on your list of priorities yeah, it's, uh, it's weird I think I've I, I said when he got the injury I was kind of thinking that maybe this might be the end of mm. Hugo Lloris I said it's very difficult to come back from those injuries but I actually think it might have done him quite good I think that he's had that time off he's played a lot of football over and, and obviously at the highest level playing in a World Cup final and a Champions League final so I think kind of this time has given him time to refresh I think he's been I thought he's been really good since he's come back I think he's made a lot of very good saves um, I saw a stat that he's made the most. He's he's kept out the most expected expected goals. Shots. Yeah, expected <laughs> yeah. goals uh, since XG. Opt- is that yeah? <laughs> since since Opta started collecting the, those stats, so. Sounds it, does, good, it? it does show it that, he, that he is... Also, um, sounds like Spurs are facing a lot of shots. <laughs> well, <laughs> Depends yeah. on where you look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. I was quite worried when yeah, he said that. That is true, to be fair. <laughs> you never expected, want your keeper at the top of those. When expected, that means you know they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> they are coming. We're going to carry on on the Hugo chat and obviously look towards the Villa game because there is still 30 minutes more, not only at the Spurs fan show, but 30 minutes more for you to have your say tonight. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio.
You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Last Word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brand. And this man cannot keep away from the show. It's not Danny Rose, but it is Jason McGovern. Oh, he is tweeted in. He can't help it. <laughs> he's more involved now that he's retired than when he, was, when he was involved. I'm just calling it gardening leave. He's teasing us. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, I've got it. He'll be I've back, got it. He'll be back in a couple it. of months. It's a winter break. Oh, okay. He knows. Oh, no, he's yeah. back. Oh, okay. he's back. Well, he has tweeted in. He says, Jose will make Hugo less error prone. He will defend deep, so Hugo won't be the sweeper keeper. He excels at it, and Jose will want him to hoof yeah. it, so less distribution errors. By the way, Ricky and Jamie average tonight. <laughs> well, he would say that, wouldn't he? I made that bit up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I made up the bit about Jamie. About you, the hoofing you, part. You, no, you, your bit was true. Oh, right. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> I, no, I, I think it was, I do think that's a good point. To be fair, and and that's that is a frustration with Hugo. You have got uh, one of the best shot, shot stoppers in the world, but a guy as we saw against Manchester City who can e- so easily misplace a pass. Do you know that, Jay? We said it so often with Hugo that if he was the perfect goalkeeper, yeah. would he be at Tottenham? Well, I what, well, well I, I think there's always that argument that you know with what with he the is ima- a World Cup winner, Rick. He is a World Cup winner, but even in the final, he made a mistake. Jazz. Yeah, but you know that's what they say about keepers. Don't yeah, they say that all the best keepers are, yeah. are slightly like a little bit crazy and they I, have I know, that in their makeup? I, they do, but also I mean I look at someone like you know Edison, you know yeah. someone like him, and even Allison, Liverpool. These keepers he are so consistent. Huge mistake against Wolves the yeah, other but, week. But yeah. apart from that, I mean, look at the amount of clean shoots he's kept. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he doesn't. He steps like, up in those big games as well, doesn't he? Because we saw against yeah. Borussia Dortmund in that game where we were in the away leg where we mm. won one nil. He made so many big saves and he always kind of does yeah. step up in those big moments in fairness, in fairness to him and, and, and against City as well. Yeah, and to be fair, it's hard to keep clean sheets when I you're facing the most on, shots that you just yeah, said, Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, 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 ja- on, on Jason's so point, I think that that is true. I think that his distribution has been so disappointing and that's one thing that does frustrate us. So I think if that if that's going to remove that mm. from his game by going long, as Jason says, then I think that... I, mean, I think the problem for Tottenham is also now the way that football has evolved in terms of how I mean it may it may be less under Jose because we're not going to be playing out from the back as much. We've seen now it's about mm. getting it up field as quickly as we can. That maybe where we're looking now for what we was with Hugo in terms of a mm. sweeper keeper yeah. that is very much kind of able to play with his feet. Maybe Spurs' approach for a goalkeeper won't be like that. He doesn't. The thing is, he doesn't suit that. He doesn't actually suit that style of playing. The, I, don't, I just don't know. I'm not sure about him as a because he makes so many errors because he is a sweeper keeper. Mm. I think we saw was it against Southampton where uh, in, in in the league match at, at the new stadium yeah. where he tries to do the Cruyff turn and then Danny Ying scores. Yeah, There's moments like that yeah. where. He, that's where he makes his mistakes. As a shot stopper, he's absolutely oh, he's outstanding. Yeah. So if he does try to adapt his game to a way that is less error-prone, then I'm all for it. All right, well, let's look towards the game on the weekend then. Big let's game. take yeah, m- massive game. Just before we do, a lot's been made of the winter break. Some fans don't like it. Some fans do. Some fans have even argued this week. They say, well, it's not really a break because it's not like you're playing less games. The games are just now condensed into a part <laughs> yeah. after the break. And the whole point of the break was that the players would be fresh exactly. for got, the Euros. Yeah. And now they're playing still the same amount of games, we're Jamie. We're playing what we, three games in the space of six days. So yes. it almost becomes pointless. And it's, it's such a... <laughs> Is it a break party. when you put it like that? We, I know we we've, we've haven't really played many Premier League games recently, but I think it's just very half-hearted. And when Sp- clubs like Spurs are in free competition still, yeah. free competitions they're taken very seriously, you know, those mm. games don't just go ha- away and off the schedule. Well, this, this is where it's like the, the whole prioritising thing and, and where we have the argument about the top four and all winning a trophy. It should, You know, Spurs should be able to compete mm. in all those competitions, Agreed, yeah. but... 
it, that, I don't know, it just feels as though because of the squad size we have, we do need that rest. And unfortunately, I don't know, it just seems very half-hearted, this whole winter break that the Premier League have had. And weirdly, from a, a Tottenham perspective, and you, the fans, the last word on Spurs' perspective, what do you make? Because there's sort of been a storm in a teacup, not necessarily for Tottenham players this week, but Leicester uh, players, Aston Villa players, going and enjoying themselves, maybe a little bit too much, but... If the club have given them a few days off, it's how they choose to spend it. Where do you stand on it from a, a fan's point, Ricky? Well, Rick, I, well, I, I don't really... I don't you call me Ricky. I, I don't call <laughs> Ricky. What's going on here? It's a compliment, mate. There you go. <laughs> I, I think... I, mean, I don't really care what the players do on their break as long as they perform on a Saturday or perform on a Sunday whenever we're playing. Mm. So but I, what if they don't? Because it's easy to well, go, that's why. You know the backlash is already written. Of course, of course. Listen, the most important thing is that first and foremost, we get the performances and the results on the pitch. Mm. If that doesn't come, then of course, that criticism is going to be there. But, I mean, with Mourinho, I think he is one of those coaches where he normally gets the balance right in terms of giving yeah. players off, giving time, giving players off. He's giving players off, but giving players time off, I think... I think he's, yeah. you know, that, that relationship... You don't know, what, the, also you don't know what, what he's told the players. I mean, no. I think a lot of players, people will criticise, like I saw Troy Parrott getting criticised. Has he, you know, he's not played any football when he's going on holiday, but how do you, how do you know he's that Jose Mourinho has said behind closed doors? Well, look, just... He still you, trains every tra- day. You're training well, every day. Yeah. So uh, you don't know what the manager's told them. You don't know that the manager said, look, go and have that break. Um, to go and refresh mentally as well. I think that's an important there's point. Also, there is 24 hours in a day and you only see a clip of someone on what they're doing. But yeah. you know, a lot of these players now have their own personal trainers exactly. behind the exactly. scenes that travel with them. Yeah. You know, We saw uh, Deli Ali working hard during exactly. the summer when he was on holiday. Yeah, yeah. So. I think also we have to, again, bear that in mind that we don't, just because we see images... We yeah. don't see the full picture of what's going on. And the same Mourinho, I'm sure he has got the balance right in terms of knowing when to give the players a day off, when to not give the players a day off. We've got a huge amount of games coming mm. up now. So there won't be much rest time in between this period. And these are all modern problems because, yeah, maybe the players have gone out, they've had a, a nice holiday, they've, they've maybe had a few nights out with their friends and their partners. But these aren't the days of 20, 30 years ago when the players, after uh, an off-season, turned up four stone heavier and had a summer of boozing and then that to do well, the bleep test. Yeah, both looking at each other thinking, Tungi, Tungi. No, listen, hopefully in the that's gone on through the season. You've seen the photo. Oh, my God, hopefully he'll be okay. Fingers crossed. He'll be okay. It's not that With Tongi, it is disappointing. I know that has been an issue in the past I think it was with uh, his French club Amiens when he kind of had issues with uh, he, he didn't get signed by a number of clubs because he had those weight issues mm. um, I just hope that he is because I know the club have put him on a special programme mm. um, to try and get him in some sort of shape but it's so frustrating because you we, can see yeah. what a great well, player is we, we all want him to be successful this is the problem from the glimpses we've seen of him Jay and we're all such massive fans of him on this show we've, we've always given mm. him I think up to start to date the benefit of the doubt yeah. that you know there's a special player in there Mourinho has to play him we don't need to become like another Paul Pogba scenario where we're having to alienate a player and we're having to you know to back the head coach I think you know we've got to find a way of getting Ndombele in this side regularly playing for 90 minutes because if we can get him in the team he's a great great player I think the key will be for Tottenham over the course of the next season and across the summer is finding a long term midfield partner for him because I think when you've got him in midfield you've got the Chelsea in yeah. midfield I think it's very very exciting if we can find that partner in there for him, which for me, I think I like Samari. We're going back on transfers yeah. again, but uh, I think Samari is a guy I think that would be, yeah. for, be great for Tottenham. I think he's one that in the summer they will hopefully yeah. explore. He's With t- the Lille link as well. Exactly. Central Sacramento. Yeah. So. yeah, see, that's what happens. Chaz, we always go back to transfers. I, I need Lee and Chris back. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's the transfer duo. Uh, I thought it was one. I'm, Jamie, what's happened to you? 
I know. I mean, I've been talking to Ricky too much. It's Unbelievable. Well, look, let's take a break now because I want to do a full longer section on the Aston Villa game and, and from both teams' perspective because it is the winter break, but Spurs want to hit the ground running. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, talking everything. Contract Rebels, Jose, how has he spent his time on the winter break? Looking towards those Champions League games, doing a little bit of extra homework and obviously the news about season ticket prices. But we're turning our attentions back to the football. It's why we're all here. It is Villa on the weekend. It's at Villa Park. We know their situation this season. Ricky, of the game, what are you making of it? I think it's going to be a very difficult team to play against Aston Villa. You're just not sure what Villa team you're going to get. And Jack Grealish, he's one of those players that I hope doesn't come back to haunt us. He was so close to a move to Spurs, as we know. I think that first bid of it, three million plus on him, yeah, finished oh, no. just... Now when you think about that, three million is unbelievable. <laughs> such a, it's such a mug-off, isn't it? Three it's million, terrible. Three million pounds plus Josh <laughs> on him. I don't know how Daniel Levy had, 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 had the balls to, to make that bid <laughs> right. in the first place, but there you go. Back Daniel on track, Spurs. He's a great player. That's one player we need to really be careful of. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's very much is the, uh, the, the pivotal player for Aston Villa. I think for Spurs, the uh, as Jay has said, bringing Davis back into the team will be so, so important. You know, he seems to be absolutely pivotal to the way Jose Mourinho wants to set up his team. He discussed, you know, having Davis like he did for that West Ham game and then losing him really stopped the way he wanted to develop the side. So I think mm. Davis coming in, as I've always said about Davis, he's reliable, dependable. My only biggest concern I've always said about Ben is that I'm not too sure if he's a good enough defender overall to take Tottenham to where they want to be in the future in terms of you know, winning a Premier League or again going to the Champions League final. I'm not too sure, but I'm more than happy between now and the end of the season for Ben to get games. Mm. I want Jaffet to stay in the team. And yeah. I think you know a lot will depend on the midfield pairings. I know Jay earlier tweeted out, I think... The Chelsea, yeah, was is it, it the Chelsea Lamella? The Chelsea and Lamella weren't training. That was so, on yeah. Thursday, by the way, if you're listening to the show. So Thursday, it, it, they weren't training. So yeah. hopefully by Friday, ahead of the weekend, they'll be in the team. I think, yeah, I think the one thing with Villa, it'll be very interesting to see kind of how they approach the next uh, couple of games. Because, mm. of course, in two weeks' time, they have got the cup final. So it, whether they'll have kind of one eye on that. But obviously, they lost to Bournemouth in their, their last game. So they've kind of been brought right into the relegation zone. And I think they're one point, they're one point above it yep. at the moment. So it will be very interesting to kind of see how they do set up but at Villa Park we know they've they've, they've have produced some big results of course in the they beat uh, Leicester there so yeah. I think yeah they're certainly going to be a side um, that Spurs are going to have to come good against I think they reckon that Danny Drinkwater and Esri Konza are expected to be fit enough for the game I yeah. mean Drinkwater brings a lot of Premier League experience but again I think like Adrian said you know the quality of Tottenham's team when you heard Adrian read out the potential squad we could have available and the options we've got on the yeah, bench sure. it's more than enough quality but the only thing again that worries me is that Spurs away from this season hasn't been great you know we no. saw our performance against Southampton for an example and Norwich yeah. you know we're going to be have to be better than that to get a result up there because as you said Chaz you know Villa are scrapping for their lives they want to stay in the Premier League Villa Park you know it's one of those old fashioned stadiums where it's a great stadium to be at and there'll, awesome be, a, stadium. there'll be a great atmosphere there for this one mm. you know great atmosphere Villa yeah. fans are superb but also we have to say Spurs' travelling away fans are always brilliant so it'll be very interesting this game and I think the first goal mm. is absolutely crucial that yeah. opening game feels like 10 years ago 
Maurizio still in charge. Oh, you know, God, first yeah, yeah. game of the season. Villa went one 0 up. John McGinn was brilliant for an hour. That, yes, I think right mad, at the moment it? we are kind of on. We're having a bit of a positive period at the moment. What we're six games. It's because we haven't played in a while. It feels positive. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, we but we have had some. I think we've had some big results. Um, as yeah, of late. So that Man City one, I think. I said. I mean, that's that's yeah. big for confidence, isn't it? For sure. No, I think the one player I think we're all very excited to see again is Bergvine. Yeah, I think that yeah. that's. Obviously, had a very promising uh, mm. first game against Manchester City. So, yeah, it will be very interesting to see kind of how he does with, hopefully, I think it'll be probably Lucas Moore and Chung Min Son up front as well. Mm. So, But I think Lachelso is the big, you know, if we are missing him, that will be a big blow for Spurs. Cause well, he seems been... to create, doesn't he, this side Lachelso? Yeah, I think, I think you been... look, everything mm. goes through him, Jay. No, he's been fantastic this. He's been fantastic so far. And kind of as we, you know, we lost Ericsson. Yes, he wasn't playing very well, but mm. Lachelso's kind of come in and, and and picked up at the right time for Spurs. And I think there's so many qualities to like about him. His passing so sharp, his vision, the way he can carry the ball forward, very promising. So, yeah, it would be a glow if we don't have him. Well, both teams have had two weeks to work on this game. I'm sure they're working on other games, but, yep. you know, to work on this is our next game, work on tactics, you know, normally they only get a few days. They've had a longer turnaround. You would have to say that that would suit Jose Mourinho, being the master tactician it is that he is working with his players longer. It's the I, first you know, time he's had time yeah, with I, his players you know, coming I, I totally in. Totally agree, Jesse. It, it, it feels in Spurs. I totally finger. agree. I think, and also in the periods where Jose has had the four weeks to work with the players, I think we have seen an improvement yeah. in how we are defending mm. as a unit. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say you know individually wise there's work to be done, but I think the way Spurs, I'll give you an example. I think Liverpool game we had a, we did have a week period to plan yeah. for that Liverpool yeah, for game, sure, yeah. and we we were definitely more stronger defensively. Yeah. Yes, I know the way we set up wasn't the lightness of all supporters in terms of you know we no. sat back, we were at home, you know we should be the team on the front foot. I totally get that with Tottenham Hotspur, we should never be sitting there expecting the ones yeah. to be pressed, but. I, I think that we were a lot more structured as a unit defensively. Mm. And I just hope, again, the fact that there has been an opportunity to work with this group. Mm. You know, Bergeron's now had a couple of weeks, you know, to really adapt to his surroundings. Yeah. He seems to already be like a popular player in the dressing room. We yeah. saw that after, you know, the goal he scored against City and the celebrations. Mm. And I would hope to think he'll start. I'd love to see Undembele start and kind yeah. of silence these, um, <laughs> you know, the, the rumours the out there in, yeah. terms of the, in terms of the weight. Because um, he's a great player. And I think, you know, sure. the more better players Spurs can have on the pitch, the more chance they've got to win the game. Obviously, yeah. both noises at the camp. We heard from Dean Smith today saying what he's seen this week is unbelievable. How the players have recovered, the green shoots <laughs> of recovery. It really makes him upbeat. Yeah. He, he's got to say that. He's got to yeah, G up the lads for, sure. for the business end of the season, Jamie. Yeah. But is there a mm. chance that we will see an improved Villa on the weekend? Yeah, for, well, potentially. I mean, they, I know they've got a couple of, I think they've got Leicester and Chelsea coming up in the league. So they do have a big run of games as well, just like us. Um, I think for Spurs, in, in, from a Spurs perspective, it will be very interesting to see how our attackers kind of um, had a chance to recover. I know in the last couple of games, Sonny and Mora, especially in that Southampton game, just looked so yeah, fatigued. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. and maybe that's why we haven't been quite so playing such uh, attractive attacking football because we've just had to, we've had to have two uh, attackers spearheading our attack who are kind of in the red zone at the moment. So I hope that this break kind of will do them a lot of good. Yeah, again, like I said it before, I think Davis will be interested to see how he plays if he does play on his return back. Because I've got a feeling that Mourinho, he seems to be one of those coaches that he doesn't mind throwing a player in. Yeah. We saw it with Jetson, we saw it with Bergwijn. Yeah. And I think with Davis, he's been itching to get him back involved. Mm. And, you know, he's a player that does bring that calm 
and collective side to his games to the back four, doesn't he? Yeah, it will be interesting because as we've as we've seen, Tanganga has been really good the way he has come into the team at left back. So it will be interesting to see kind of how his role uh, does change. I mean, whether he'll if he does now he's got Ben Davis back, will Tanganga be the guy to partner all the world? Or will he stick with Sanchez? I think that that will be the interesting one for me. And I think also, when you take into account where Spurs are placed in the league, a win here, and you know, if other results go away, I think the top four, as we mentioned... Chelsea Chelsea have got Manchester United. On Monday night, yeah. massive game. And, and obviously, that involves Spurs. Massive, of course, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it affects you two. Let's talk a little bit about then this mm. top four race that Spurs are in. Because yeah. somehow, uh, and, and no disrespect whatsoever, I've, I've loved watching them this year. Everyone's talking about Sheffield United for a top four bid. Another team that's entering the frame. I don't think they're in with a shout. But, I mean... Jose reckons they are. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I think you have to give respect to the job that Chris Wilder's done there. Absolutely. They've been phenomenal. And whilst I've sat here on numerous shows and said, this Premier League is of such a poor standard, teams aren't good enough. I mean, Leicester have been really good this season. Sheffield United have been great. Wolves have been decent. I think, yeah. Liverpool (laughs) Liverpool have been brilliant. I think it's because collectively they've been really strong. I think you look at that Sheffield United side and you kind of... Yeah. um, In terms of individual players, it's Mm. difficult to pick where their quality Mm. is. But we know as a unit they have been brilliant this year, um, and and to be honest, if the impossible does happen and he does get them in the top four, I think he'd definitely be within a shout of getting uh, manager of the year. I think also what for, for does you know fascinate me about Sheffield United is the way their players where they make a goal-saving challenge, they almost celebrate that yeah. as much yeah. as scoring a goal. And, you know, they take great pride in the way they've played away from home, their defensive record. It's been really, really, you know, phenomenal. They also showed, I think they showed really big ambition by um, uh, by signing the new midfielder. Um, I completely forgot his name uh, off the top of my head. Um, no, I know. Sanderberg, Sanderberg, yes, that's yeah, yeah. the one. Good player. I, he's, I a, he's a very good player. So I think he's a guy that's been linked with a lot of Champions League clubs. Yeah. Mm. Um, they broke their transfer record to get him so I think Mourinho mentioned it as well they won't be happy with they want to get in the top four they want to play in Europe next it's year it's mad isn't it you say they want to get in the top four Sheffield United but and Wolves yeah and Wolves Wolves so yeah. there, there are a lot of teams in this race and I think that it isn't just down to Spurs mm. and, and, and ourselves uh, and Chelsea oh we are Spurs uh, Spurs <laughs> and Chelsea so um, yeah very interesting it, well it is but the race is on and now that you've sort of there hasn't been a game you've, you've got to look at it from an outside perspective and mm. you've taken it all in where are you kind of at now in, in an overall landscape look Ricky we're, we're two thirds of the season done how are you feeling about what you've seen and how are you feeling about what's to come I'll be honest with you, after we sacked Maurizio, um, I was of a mindset that I didn't think top four, even though we, was, we weren't a huge amount of points off, I thought the way the squad were in terms of how they down tools, the performances, mm. some of the games, I didn't think we'd have the character to finish in the top four. But I look at it now, Mourinho, and yes, it's still an adaptation period, and yes, the football to some isn't the greatest, and I totally understand that and re- respect that. It's still up there on the form but table. But still no one ever talks table. about that. No, like I say, but that's the thing. You look at, I think we've collected the third, is it third most third, amount of yeah. points yeah. Yeah. since he's come through the door, and I think you can't get away from that. And I think, you know, everyone wants to talk about Everton and Ancelotti. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to talk well, about Jose. He's the biggest, he's, uh, the, we've collected the most points since making that manager yeah. change out of all the 92 uh, football league clubs. Uh, yes. He's one up to me. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> Premier League. Yeah, no, he, he's been. Listen, he has been. I think again, you have to take into account what he came into in terms of the hand he was dealt, and he's lost Harry Kane during this period. He's had unhappy players, and he's got Spurs still now to the brink of the top four, still in the Champions League, still in the FA Cup, and you have to look at it that top four and say Spurs have got a great chance. 
and a man who could be adding to that chance. We're hearing that maybe Harry Kane, Jose said that we could see him possibly for the last two to three yeah. games. What, what what did you make of that? That he's done the old workout videos. I've been doing them over yeah. the winter break. Yeah, again, I thought the way that time of that video came out on the week of the, was it day yeah. of the transfer deadline. I think, yeah, I think a lot of that was to try and calm supporters down that a striker didn't come in. Yeah, and I, I you know, I'm so cynical. You believe there's a motive for everything, don't you? <laughs> no, really? but, I, but what, listen, the date was released. The day the, yeah. the deadline day is coming along. We haven't got a striker in, um, as I keep on saying. I just hope we've got enough in our in our locker. I hope Sons and I hope the Sons, the Moras, yeah. the Bergwines will step up. Well, I th- as I said, I think that Man City result and it's just frustrating that that was such a massive result. And as I said, we've been waiting so long for that result. It did feel as though it was the mm. moment Jose Mourinho finally had that kind of big moment in his Spurs career. I think we've been waiting for it. He hadn't really had any major results, but that just for me, I do feel as though that was the turning point. He he gave, went in with clear clear wave. Wanted we wanted to play executed at perfection so I think that that was a good sign I mean Jason I know you sent in a tweet tonight saying what stops us from winning you know we could end the season in a Champions League final we could finish <laughs> in the top four we could win the FA Cup so there is still a potential yeah. of a double <laughs> and a Champions League final and a, cha- yeah, a, a, a double exactly. and a top four finish exactly. it can't all well, be that bad well let's play a game Let's play a game because we've got a few minutes. Let's be a little bit silly because okay. we know the dream scenario is Spurs win the FA Cup. They they get in the top four. They win the Champions League. That, that's the dream scenario. Worst case scenario, they get nothing. They they finish six. <laughs> you know, knocked out in the FA Cup. Knocked out. Let's go. Let's pick a middle ground of you know what we got something this year. What is that something for you two? Top four, FA Cup. Yeah, that's my that's, middle ground. That's, that's quite a, that's quite a, a big middle ground. All right, do, I have to sac- do I have to sacrifice one of those? For me, I, I, like, I know this is difficult. It's a really difficult one for me. It has to be top four. I think the way that we are at kind the of, minimum, just yeah, uh, yeah, just the top four. I think that that is for us the minimum because I think in the stage we're at, as terms of an actual club, mm. I think that we need that top four. Where in the summer we've got mm. that Champions League football to uh, to attract the big yeah. players to to properly make this rebuild. And as we've established, you know, t- um, a big player isn't going to come to Spurs because they've won an FA Cup they'll come to Spurs so they can play Champions League football they can play in that new stadium they can as well. play under yeah. Jose Mourinho I'm not sure an FA Cup would change that but for me I'd love to see an FA Cup we, you know, we've waited so long in 19, 1991 was the last time we won it I know it's very frustrating it was we were one of the, the clubs to have won it the most at that at that, to- so at that time so yeah yeah, but. I, I think when we were talking about the cups, I think for me, Jamie, you've hit the nail on the head. What where it has been devalued because I love the FA Cup and I think it's about winning trophies. But it, it is so true. If you want to go to where you think your club's at and you want to take that next level, mm. players don't sign because they go, "Oh, they've just won the FA Cup." They go, "I'm playing in Europe with that team next year," and that yeah. that is the problem. No, no one is sold yeah. on that you've just won an FA to, Cup. To be fair to Mourinho, though, since he's come through the door. He has taken the FA Cup very seriously. Yeah, I don't think you can through, question yeah, yeah. his selection oh, so yeah. far. They've been they've been on point. You know, I think he is a he is a head coach that comes in and he does want to win everything. Wants to win everything, every game, every cup competition. And I think that kind of the, factor yeah. is so important for the. Football I think the club. way that we set up against Southampton was to go through. We knew we had so many limitations with the squad mm. in terms of um, we were having to play lots of players who had played on the weekend yep. against Manchester City, and maybe in those sort of games we'd have been a bit naive in terms of we'd have gone head-to-head with the Southampton team who we saw were really strong. Yep. They scored twice against us even when we were sitting back. They might have scored more and we might not be in the FA Cup if it wasn't for the way that we set up. So for this season, you know, we, we that FA Cup and the top four, those are the two most important things for, for Spurs at the moment. 
Two most important things, but who knows? We'll definitely cover the, the, the RB Leipzig game. Cannot wait for that one because yeah. European football is back. We know how big the month of February is, and it starts with Aston Villa on the weekend. Villa Park, we want to get off to a fast start, as you always say, Ricky. A good start because I can already predict next week how that will be. How's it going to play for you and score prediction? I'm going to go for a 3 1 Spurs win. Beautiful. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go for a two-one Spurs. I think. What was that? Oh, Jamie. Oh, I don't, no, I don't know. I just I don't know sure about yeah. scoring three goals. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. For, for me, yeah, I, I do see it being a Spurs win. A Spurs win. That's all that matters. But they both did say that Villa will get a goal. It's gonna be an interesting one. But the words of wisdom I'll say to you, Adrian said, we're better than them. So don't worry about <laughs> it. This has been your Spurs fan show, as it is every Thursday, seven to eight thirty on Love Sport Radio, with me, Charlie Hawkins. But the last word has gone to Ricky Sachs and Jamie. Brand. We will see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.